idea is that we should find hope in God's promise of eternity with Him. We say this often, but we are, you know, we are people who we live uh, in, the, in the light or in the knowledge, in the understanding that there is an eternity. I know that there's maybe people in the world today that they believe, well, you die and that's it. Nothing's happening. So uh, that kind of thinking will cause you to just live any way you want to live because it doesn't matter. There's no consequence to it. But we believe that there is a resurrection. We believe that Jesus, uh, as he died and was buried and rose again, that we also shall, if we go that way, shall rise from the dead uh, at his appearing. And so we have hope uh, that something better is coming. And at the beginning of this series, we talked about the certainty of his return. Jesus is coming back. If we believe any scripture at all, then we have to believe all of it. And he said, surely I come quickly. And so we know that he is coming back for certain. And then we talked about as it was in the days of Noah. And that even in a time of much wickedness and trouble, God would be directing his people to the path of salvation to make sure that they escape the wrath that would come on the world. And Jesus is even doing so today as people are still being baptized in Jesus' name, still being filled with the Holy Ghost. God's still pouring out his spirit on this planet. And then last week we talked about staying ready, that we must remember knowing these things, what kind of life are we living uh, so that we can stay ready. It would be terrible to have the knowledge of his return and then miss it. It would even be terrible to be expecting it and miss it. You know, you can be expecting it but not be ready. You know, if a teacher gives you a syllabus and says, we're going to have an exam on this day and this month at this time, well, you know it's coming, but whether you study or prepare is up to you. And so that day can come upon you and you not be ready. I want to be ready uh, for the coming of the Lord. And so, uh, and we find that God has given us ways to stay ready, ways that we can live, things that we can, uh, words and commandments we can live by that we can, uh, even though we don't know the day or the hour, we can still be prepared if that trumpet sounds. If that uh, day comes upon us, if it happened within the next five minutes, we could say, well, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I've prepared myself. And so I'm thankful that God has given us all these things. And we find hope in these last days because of these things that God has put in his word. But there is something even better yet to come. Now on this side of heaven, uh, being born again and filled with the Holy Ghost is as good as it gets. It don't need to get no better. It's tremendous. There's nothing like that new birth experience uh, the relationship that you now have with him, him dwelling inside of you, uh, leading you and guiding you, the comfort and peace that we have through Christ and, and knowing that we can do a work for his kingdom and even uh, the, the happy, the joyous anticipation of seeing the one that gave his life for us. Uh, we can live this world and find there's joy unspeakable, the scripture says, and there's peace of God that passes understanding that even in the midst of all this turmoil, we find something, some way, somehow that we can uh, rejoice knowing that one day we will spend eternity with him. The thought of heaven uh, because it's not just because of all that's going to be there, it's what's not going to be there. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, the one 
thing, of course, when we know we've all said it, we've all thought it, that number one, I've got to see Jesus and hear him say, well done. And I've always said, I hope that I can uh, just throw my arms around his neck and thank him or I don't know, or, or be right there close where I can fall at his feet and thank him. But uh, you know, I, I have no idea. I can't tell you. There's no scripture for me to tell you this is what we'll do when we get there. You know, uh, uh, yeah, we'll line up. We'll break up in companies of 10. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to get there. We've got eternity. So, hey, you know, but I do know we will worship him and be there with him. And I know that we will be like him. Uh, but anyway, just knowing that we're going to see him. Uh, of course, we think of seeing loved ones and people that have uh, been influencers in our life or dear, precious people in our life that we uh, look forward to seeing them again. And that's going to be a joyous occasion to see all the sights, the street of gold, the, the gate of pearl and, uh, or the gates of pearl and then that, that great city, that new Jerusalem and, and just all the th- sights that we can't even fathom. Yeah, that's going to be great. But what's going to be great is that there will be no more pain and there will be no more suffering and there will be no more sorrow and there will be no more goodbye and there will be no more death. I'm thankful for what won't be there. Won't have no enemy. Won't be no roaring lions seeking whom they may devour uh, in that place. Won't be nobody accusing the brethren. Won't be any shame or guilt. Uh, Won't be any discouragement, no depression, no anxiety. No cancer, hello, somebody. No disease at all. You don't have to worry about getting flu shots in heaven. Come on. Ain't no DMV lines in heaven either. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Might not be no Chick-fil-A in, in heaven, but there's going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's going to be some great things in heaven, uh, but I'm thankful uh, also for what won't be there. Things that will trouble me, hurt me, hinder me, cause me to stumble, cause me to fall. Won't be no temptation. Won't be no wickedness. Won't be no evil. You have to worry about murdering and, and, and sex trafficking and child be, children being abducted. You don't have to be keeping a watchful eye out on your kids because you're worried somebody's going to take them or, or hurt them. It's going to be peace forevermore. I'm thankful there's something better coming uh, than what this world. The Bible says that he has given us in this life all things to enjoy. I enjoy living this life. I love the life that he has given me. I love the people that are in my life. I love the ministry that he has given me. I love working for the kingdom. I love uh, good food. I love going to places I like. I love uh, good music. I love uh, you know outdoors. I love just spending time doing things, it's just everything. He's just give it all to you, just enjoy it. I enjoy uh, baseball. I enjoy watching baseball games, and I I still enjoy trying to play softball every once in a while. I, I, you know, those are things I enjoyed. I enjoy hunting. I enjoy things like that. God gave us things to enjoy. I love living. Life is great, and uh, you know, but as great as it is here, something better is coming. The best is yet to come. Well, we think our life can get so good down here that we're like, wow, man, God is so good. But let me tell you, it don't even scratch the surface. Eye has not seen and ear has not heard. The scripture says it. And neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for them that love him. I don't know 
how he's going to make us feel. I don't know. There's going to be a feeling that we have never felt when we get to heaven. There's going to be you know, one place that talks about, I think, 30 minutes of silence in heaven. It's just silent. Well, right now we know that angels are flying and worshiping and things are going on and there's always somebody around the throne worshiping. There's coming time. Silence. Maybe it's because uh, we're just going to be too awestruck with what we see. There's no words. There's nothing to say. We're just going to be taken by it and just admire what's going on. Just silence. You know, sometimes we have a moment of silence for things that we respect and things that we honor. And maybe it's just that, maybe it's going to take that, that long just to honor what we see. I don't know how it will be. I'm anxious to find out. I want to, I want to get there one day. But what I de- do need to remember that as we uh, are closing out in these uh, lessons, talking about the return and the coming of the Lord, He's not just coming to take us to another place where we'll be doing the same old, same old. He's coming to take you to a place that's going to be better. He's coming to take you to a place that people are striving to get to, that that people are walking the straight and narrow so they can find their self there. That's the place that people are watching and praying because they know that their salvation is nigh. This is the place that people long for. They write songs about it. They preach messages about it. And, and uh, they, they're just uh, trying their best to maintain. They want to get there. People want to hear Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant. And so from the time Jesus made the statements, you know, whenever, I can't imagine what it was like to walk with Jesus in his day when he was here. For these men to be with him day and night, for you know, you don't think we think, man, he wasn't he, his ministry wasn't very long, three three and a half years, but you know, three years is man, it can be long, and you can do a lot in three and three and a half years. I mean, you think about your life how it's changed in three years or three and a half years, how maybe your children have grown or or things like that. I mean, look look what we've done here in a little over three years in this building, but but to be with him day and night walking with him, listening to him, watching him, uh, seeing the miracles, being you know, taught. There were good times. I'm sure there was some laughing. I'm sure there were some things that they really uh, enjoyed. Hey, people, I don't know, I think that they'd probably sit around sometimes at night, maybe while they were out in the wilderness walking from one place to the other and sit around and, and uh, probably laughed about something Peter did. Did you see Peter when he tripped on that rock and fell away? That was funny. Why not? They're just people. I'm sure they had a great time. One writer said, you know, we handled that word of life. We, we were there with him. And that's tremendous. But uh, can you imagine how heartbreaking it would be to know that he's leaving? Now that you spent all this time with him. And Jesus knew that it would bother them, but he wanted to let them know something better is coming. And so he said in John 14, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Not anywhere else, but the only place I'm going to make a place in my Father's house. I'm going to take you somewhere different. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. 
and whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. He told them that something better is coming. I've got to be making the preparations. This is something that you can't do. I know that you're worried. I know it makes you afraid, but let your heart not be troubled. Don't be afraid. Just because you can't see me doesn't mean I'm not with you and I'm going away. And if I go away, I will come again. There's a better day coming. The best is yet to come. What they had experienced to that point was fantastic and it was great. And it was probably their best life to that point. But don't you know that when God filled them with the Holy Ghost, they thought, boy, this is the best I have ever felt. And Jesus is still trying to let them know, oh, that's good, I know. But that was given to you so you could experience something even better. The best is yet to come. Because if I went away to prepare a place, I'm going to come again and receive you to myself. I'm not just going to leave you here. I'm not just going to leave you in the ground. I'm not just going to take you to somewhere where you can do the same stuff. I'm going to take you to a place that you can't even imagine. The best is yet to come. We need to remember that Jesus wants us in heaven. I remember uh, thinking of last week of the the vision that Sister Bailey was testifying about, and, it, and it, I just keep seeing that image in my mind of, of the, the Lord reaching down to, to and, you know, as we're reaching up, he's reaching down because he's trying to let us know, I want you here more than you want to be here. We think, boy, I want to go to heaven more than anything in the world, and, and, and I hope we do. But let me tell you, he wants you there more than you even want to be there. And if that's possible, it is possible with God. And uh, he, he loves us in a way that we, we don't know, we can't even fathom. And he, and he shows mercy we can't even fathom. And let me tell you, he wants us in heaven. He's making preparations. Nothing worse than to make preparations for something because you want to be a blessing to people or something like that, and then nobody show up. And I'm going to make, well, I remember, you know, uh, especially a uh, husband or wife, or something like that, your wife been cooking all day, making all this meal stuff, and you call and say, oh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be there. I, I'm going, after I get off work, I'm, go, I'm going to play golf or go fishing or go hunting. And she's unprepared, all that stuff. Break your heart. I made all these preparations. You're supposed to be here. Boy, I don't want to disappoint the Lord. He's preparing a place. It's not just like, uh, hey, when y'all get here, we'll, we'll figure out something. You, know, some, you ever have somebody say, hey, I, I might be coming by. Well, just come on. We'll figure out where we'll put you. you, know, you we'll just put you up somewhere. We've got a spare room or a couch or something. You know, you're really prepared for it. But Jesus is going to be prepared for us. I don't want to miss what he's preparing. Not just anybody. This is better than any, any hotel. It's better than any vacation. You ain't been on a cruise ship that's going to match these mansions in heaven. You ain't, there ain't a place on this planet that will match the mansions in heaven. The best is yet to come. I've been some beautiful places in my time. Not as many as I would like to go, but I have been to Israel. Beautiful place. I've been to South Africa. Beautiful place. Hey, you know what? Georgia, to me, is a beautiful place. I love Georgia. <laughs> but let me tell you, um, it don't compare to heaven. It does not compare to that city. It does not compare to those streets of gold and, and those mansions. It, it doesn't compare to all the sights we will see. To see the redeemed of the Lord, to see his bride in all its glory, to see the Lord sitting on the throne. Where the, the, go to that place where the lamb 
is the light. Yeah, that's, that's going to be some, some great, great times. And I know that uh, knowing that we know these things, there's still trouble in this world. But you can't let your heart be troubled and don't be afraid. If you believe in God and you believe in Jesus, because he said, I and my father are one. He said, believe what I'm telling you right now. Sometimes we'll take advice from people and say, okay, I'll take it with a grain of salt, is what we'll say, but if so-and-so said it, it's gospel. And that's what Jesus is trying to make, make them understand. If I said it, it's just like God saying it. You can trust me. You can trust what Jesus said. Paul wrote this in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. He said, this know also that in the last days, this is hope. Now, listen, we've got hope for the last days, but he said, in the last days, perilous times will come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. That's the day we live in. But you need to know that even though that's what's going on, the best is yet to come. This is not all that we will know as saints of God. We're not only going to know persecution and tribulation. Jesus did tell us in this world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We're going to go through trials and tests, but honey, that ain't all that we're going to go through. We're not just a, a, a whipping post or a doormat for the enemy and for this world to simply suffer and not have nothing else. But one day there's an inheritance. Well, he said, I, I've got you an inheritance that fadeth not away. Let me tell you, I'm living in this life, getting ready for the next life, because the best is yet to come. There ain't nothing like preaching the gospel. There ain't nothing like praying somebody through to the Holy Ghost. There ain't nothing like seeing somebody be healed of a disease. Man, let me tell you, that's tremendous. But one day I'm going to step into glory. One day, either uh, out of the ground or off this earth, I'm going to be caught up to meet him in the air. Honey, that's going to be a feeling like you've never felt. The best is yet to come. And I'm not going to have to worry. I'm, you know what? No, it, hey, who's scared of heights in here? Be honest. Throw your hand up. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't ride them rides. That's, that's too high. That's, yeah. People scared of heights. You know what? You want to be scared of heights? You're not going to be like screaming the whole time. Ah! Uh, we'll be none of that. There might be a shout. might be some, some hallelujahs and some, I don't know if we'll have time to say anything since a moment of twinkling in the eye, but, but uh, it'll be uh, no terrified screaming as we take off. Sound like a bunch of bottle rockets going off. No, it won't be nothing like that. Won't be nothing like that. All the things that have troubled us stay here. When he catches us away, that stuff, it can't go with you. If you, you know what? Born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, battling depression. Guess what? When you take off, depression staying right there on the ground. The best is yet to come. 
fear and anxiety, shame and guilt. You know how it's going to be. They always talk about when they show them videos, people's clothes just laying right there. Might be a pile of other stuff laying there too. Might be just a puddle of shame and fear and discouragement just right there. All that stuff that's held on. I'm out of here. Uh, you, you, you won't have to be worried about I want to be great. No more medication to take in heaven. No more doctor visits. No more therapy sessions. Nothing but praise and worship to the king. Honey, the best is yet to come. Maybe we don't preach on heaven enough anymore. Uh, reminding us of how good it's going to be, but it's going to be great. This world is full of trouble. Let me tell you, this world is great. The scripture, Paul went on to tell Timothy in verse 12 of that same chapter, he said, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of knowing of whom you have learned them. And from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures that will make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scriptures given by inspiration of God. That's why Jesus could say, listen, if you believe in God, believe also in me. It's given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, righteousness, that we can be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto good works. In other words, that we will be ready to meet him in the air. He's telling us you live in troubled times, but something better is coming. Uh, we think when we're, you know, we're filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name, we're like, well, salvation. But let me tell you, uh, we're saved in that present moment, as saved as we can be at that moment. Let me tell you, you're not going to know the fullness of that until you see him in the, in the clouds. The Bible says that we receive the end of our faith, even the salvation of our soul. So, so let me tell you, uh, I, I, I don't even, it, oh, born again is awesome. It feels wonderful. It's great. It, there's a, a blessed assurance. There's a confidence that comes with it. But, honey, you don't know the fullness of it, and I don't know the fullness of it till we see him in the air. And we'll never really realize what it actually means until we hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Then we're going to realize what this new birth experience actually got us. It got us more than just good church services. It got us more than just through the valley on this planet. It did more than just uh, give us chill bumps and help us talk in tongues. But, but one day we're going to hear him say, well done. We're going to realize what it meant to be baptized in his name and filled with the Holy Ghost. We're going to receive the fullness uh, of our faith, the end of our faith, even the salvation of our soul. And, and after Paul writes all this to Timothy, perilous times, troubled things, Hang on to your salvation. Continue in what you're doing. Paul lived in this wor- that world too. But then he says this in chapter 4, in verse 6 through 8, For I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. It's been a good run. I've seen a lot of miracles. seen Jesus do a lot of things, most of all in my own life. But he said, it's over. This part's done. But there's something better coming. The best is yet to come because henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. There's something better coming, saint. 
Let me tell you, the best is yet to come. Living ain't a life better. I say, oh, this is the best life going here. But wouldn't it be a shame just to live for Jesus here and, and then not make it to heaven to miss the best? Hey, we've got great stuff here, and this is your best life here. But the best, the very best, is yet to come. And that's going to be when Jesus catches this church away, catches his bride out of here, and we see all the glory and the things that he has prepared, all the things that he's doing. I heard somebody say one time, you know, he said he was going away to prepare a place. Well, he created the earth in six days. Well, he's been gone from there over 2,000 years. If he can do all this magnificent work in six days, and they said if he's got 2,000 years to, to, to do it, now, you know, as well as I do, I don't know, uh, 1,000 years is one day with the Lord, so two days to him maybe. But, but, you know, think about what he's doing for this bride. Think about what he's doing for us, he, how he's preparing for us. It's, you know, it, God's not just a yeah, kind of God. You know, if he's making preparations for something he loves and gave his life for, it's going to be top-notch. It's going to be the best. You can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. The best is yet to come. And so we find hope in the promise of being in eternity with him. I want to be in eternity with him. In the book of Revelation, just a, just a quick little bit right here, Revelation 21 John said, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I saw, I, John saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Come on, somebody. Where two or more gathered in his name, he's there in the midst. There ain't nothing like church. There ain't nothing like conference. There ain't nothing like prayer meeting on this earth. There's nothing like being in the presence of the Lord. He gave us a promise here for in his presence is fullness of joy. And so I know that in this life, he has given us as much as he can of himself in this human body. And he has given us richly all these things to enjoy. And we are blessed abundantly and our cup runs over. And he does exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think while we're here on this earth. And honey, that's great. His mercies new every morning. His compassions fail not. He's loading me daily with benefits. God takes good care of his people. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. It's good. It's a great life living for Jesus on this planet. But one day I'm going to be where he is that I can see him that I can touch him, that I can watch him, that I will always. It won't be like, oh, I just really want to hear a word from the Lord. I'll hear every word he ever says for eternity. Come on, somebody. Uh, oh, I've been praying for a word, praying for a word, and sometimes we're frustrated because we don't get a word, but you'll hear every single word he says for all of eternity. One day we're going to be there with God. And it. That, that scripture, to me, it implies that, listen, God himself shall be with them. He's not just going to be up on a, on a higher hill sitting in a palace somewhere and us still wandering around going, 
wow, have I, you know, I've got to do all this to get up there to him or anything. He's going to be with us. He'll be in the midst of us. He'll be right there where we are. God himself, he's going to be our God. He's going to be with us. And then he said, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. All tears. For whatever reason you're crying, it'll stop. He said, all tears. Whatever's broke your heart won't break your heart anymore. Whatever's caused you grief or, or anger or frustration or stress or anxiety uh, has discouraged you, has made you feel worthless and has caused you to cry, those tears will never see heaven. He's going to wipe away all tears from our eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. We think that just here in our life, old things pass away and he makes all things new. But listen, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. That's, that's why salvation here is so important. And to get into Christ is so important because it, it's, it's patterned after heaven. Heaven's going to be the former things are passed away or the old things are passed away. And Jesus said, Behold, I make all things new. That's what happens with us. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things are made new. Only things that are made for heaven are going to make it to heaven. Yeah? Unrighteousness cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So that's why old things have got to pass away and all things have got to be made new. Well, how do I get into Christ? I can't break off here now. I'm about to get on a rabbit trail and start preaching baptism, but the Bible says that we are baptized into Christ. So uh, I don't want to just know about him, believe, believe about him. I want to be in him so I can be a new creature. And I want to be in heaven because that's where the former things are passed away and all things are new. Everything you're going to see from that point on is new. See, that's things we have not seen because it's new. Ain't no spoilers. Ain't no trailers. Ain't nothing to, to give you a hint. Uh, we're going to get there and be surprised because it's going to be new. I make all things new. And he said unto me, write these words, for they are true and faithful. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. There's inheritance coming. Hey, you got it. People said, boy, I tell you, you ever said, I wish I had a, well, I wish I had a, a rich relative that I didn't know about that would just leave me an inheritance. You ever heard about them people? Say, yeah, I didn't even know who they were. I got a letter in the mail, so they left me like $2.5 million. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Woo! Help a brother out. No. And you think, wow, man, but you, you've heard stories like that. And, wow, somebody left me an inheritance. And, and that, hey, but you know what? They might die on the way to the bank to cash that check. Somebody else gets that money. So anything down here, that just passed away. But there's an inheritance, one writer said, that is, it can't be corrupted. It's not defiled and it fadeth not away. Nothing can happen to it. Nobody can steal it. The IRS can't tax it. <laughs> you know, uh, the bank can't lose it. It's, it's, it's not going to fall through if Wall Street crashes. You, this inheritance is going to stand. And it's an inheritance with him. And so he, said, he told us here, 
those that overcome shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son or daughter. It's, you know, he's not just taking all the guys to heaven. Uh, girls, y'all get to go too. So we see that uh, there's, there are great, great things coming for us. It's great down here. I love this life with God. I want to be ready. I realize that he's coming, and I realize that he's made a way for me to get there with him, and I want to stay ready because the best is yet to come. We say down here, and we ought to keep striving for the best. I want to see thousands and thousands saved. I want to see you know, uh, football stadiums full of people worshiping God and, and uh, our city saved and transformed and, and this world being set on fire with the gospel. I want to see all these things, blinded eyes opened and dead raised to life, different miracles, signs, and wonders. I want to see all of that. But what I want to see more than anything is heaven. What I want to see more than anything is that place that Jesus went away to prepare for me. I want to be there. I don't want to forget that there's something better coming. This life's good, but it ain't the best. That's why we've got to encourage one another. Encourage your friends, encourage your loved ones, encourage your brother, encourage your brothers and sisters. There's another day coming. You know, don't you want to go to heaven? Don't you want to be where Jesus is? And hey, you know what? Uh, if we're wrong about it, if we were wrong about it, what did we really lose? But if we are right and there's a heaven and we don't get ready, well, we've lost eternity. I want to make sure I'm staying with the Lord. I want to, I want to be there with Him. In verse 12, no, that's not right. I don't think it's right. Let me see. Yes, in verse 12 of uh, chapter 23, no, in 22, 22 and 12. Yeah, he said, Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. He's not going to show up empty-handed. He's coming quickly. His reward is with him to give every man according as his work shall be. You know, I, uh, it, it bothers me because people have bought into this. that, And believe me, I know that you cannot earn salvation. I'm not saying that it's by our goodness or our righteousness. But people say, oh, you're trying to say you're making it to heaven by works. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we have to obey the gospel. We have to be born again. We have to be saved according to Scripture. But then he's going to give every man according as his works shall be. What are we doing? Because the Bible says we're the light of the world. And we're supposed to let our light so shine so that people can see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. I want to make sure that I am ready. Faith without works, I've said it before, faith without works is still dead. This this century hadn't changed that. It's still dead. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. The best is yet to come. The rivers of water, of life. I want to get into that, get to that tree of life. Get it. I want to see these things. I want to be there. I, I don't know, and I couldn't tell you for sure. I can only go by what you see in Scripture. 
But there's a parable, a story, the rich man and Lazarus, and it says that uh, Lazarus went into the bosom of Abraham when he died, but the rich man when he died said he lifted up his eyes in hell. Now, it also said that he had remembrance because he knew he had brothers, he knew he had family, he remembered who Lazarus was. He could remember that there was, uh, he could remember Father Abraham. He could remember things that he was taught that he knew while he was in that place of torment. So I don't want to be in that place realizing what's going on across that great gulf. I don't want to be remembering all the things I read and studied about and looked up and believed and, and trusted in and knew that were going to come to pass, but I missed it. I want to do the things. I want to do the commandments. He said, blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right. We've got no right to the things of heaven if we're not keeping his commandments. You say, so oh, I got this world day. God loves everybody. Everybody's going to go. Everybody's got the right to heaven. Mm -mm. don't you fall for that but it ain't hard it ain't like it ain't like trigonometry it ain't like some of these a squared equals a plus sign plus a dog and a mountain squared equals water that's whatever they ain't none of that nonsense it's simple believe and obey the gospel that's it. That's scripture. Why? Why would we not? He said, you got to do my commandments. Why not? He said, you must be born again. You must be born of water and the spirit. Why not be baptized in his name? That's the name that's above every name. Yes. We pray in his name. We, we bless our food in his name. You know, we, we, we put his name on our kids. We put his name, we put his name on our T-shirts, on our shoes, on our shoestrings, on our wallets, on our Bible covers, on our bumper stickers put his name on everything, why, why not put it on the most important? Because you know what? The Lord don't care about your, about your shoestrings and your bumper sticker. You know who he cares about? Why not put that name? Be buried with him. Be buried in his name. That you, can be, you know what? The Holy Ghost comes in his name. So why would you not want Jesus? John the Baptist said he's coming to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Why would you not want Jesus to do what he came to do? So I, I, I want to do the commandments. I want to uh, repent, be baptized in his name, be filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to do the commandments so I'll have right. Because if I've done those things and, and kept myself right with him, then it's my right to go see that tree of life. Jesus won't deny me that right because I've done it. That's why he's going to say, enter in. You've been faithful over a few things. You've been faithful. You've been good. Come on. Come on in. One day we're going to hear him say, he's either going to say, come in or depart. I never knew you. But you know who he does know? He knows the ones that have his name on them. That's a, a, a big identifier. The Bible says without his spirit, we're none of his. Well, the spirit comes in his name. That spirit's going to identify you and I. It's the spirit of adoption. It's how he knows we're his. One day, he's going to be splitting them off to the left and the right. 
I sure want to make sure I'm going with the sheep, not the goats. I want to make sure I'm going with him. The best is yet to come. We might live in a world of trouble. We might live in a world that's, that's full of mess, but, but even Paul said, you know, even with all I've done, I was stoned, I was shipwrecked, bitten by a serpent. Man, I, I had to, I've escaped, I've been beaten, I've been locked up, I've been talked about, lied on, threatened ever since I started preaching the gospel. It's been uh, one of them roads, but you know what he said? But now there's a crown of life laid up for me. Not just me, but anybody else that loves his appearing. Well, the only people I can think of that's not going to love his appearing are those that are not ready. I want to be ready for it. How about you? Let's stand together this morning. Brother, you can come to the music this morning. So a good series, a good reminder of what's coming, that we don't just live here. This is where we live now, but there's another place where we'll spend eternity. So I can't sacrifice eternity for the temporary. I can't, I can't enjoy those pleasures of sin for a season just so I can, you know, appease this flesh and then miss heaven. You don't want to miss heaven. I, I know there ain't a person in this room wants to miss heaven, wants to miss the Lord. All these people that you love gathering with on Sundays, don't you want to gather with them in eternity? Those people that you believe, you're sure they're there. Well, don't you want to see them? But most of all, don't you want to see Jesus? What he did for me, what he did for you, what he did for us, what he suffered, what he endured willingly because he knew this is, this is me leaving to prepare a place. This is me going. I want to be there one day. The best is yet to come. Let's lift our hands and pray this morning. Ask God to make sure you're ready. Search my heart, God. Lord, I know that you have been so faithful in this land, in this world, in this life that we live. And I know that we walk through valleys of the shadow of death. I know we walk through dry places. I know that we, we climb rough mountains, God. And Lord, I know sometimes there's sorrow and sickness. And Lord, but I know also that the best is yet to come. Lord, that when this life is done, that when we either lay down this body or when you come again and you catch us away, that we're going to be saying it was worth it all. It was worth every heartache. It was worth every tear. It was worth every, every time I held on and took another step. It was worth it. Oh, every time that I didn't give up, every time that I didn't quit, every time that I turned around and got my eyes back on you, it was worth it. Oh, he kata yonder lobo, she yonder lobo satahaya. He lada lobo satayonder lobo satahaya. When I hear you say, well done, huh? worth it. I'm going to say it was worth it. Hallelujah. It was worth it. It was worth the ridicule. It was worth the mockery. It was worth it. Hallelujah. It was worth the things I had to lay down. Lord, no matter what I had to give up, 
Lord, what I had to walk away from, it was worth it. Hallelujah. To escape this world of pain and heartache, it's going to be worth it. To see you, Lord, it's going to be worth it. Hallelujah. It's going to be worth it. Gonna be worth it. Gonna be worth it. Gonna be worth it. Jesus, it's gonna be worth it. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and love him for just a moment. Just lift your hands and worship for a moment. Hallelujah. Surround me, Lord. <laughs> oh, oh, let the Lord bless you in this place today. Hallelujah. Just reach up, touch him today. Feel that presence of the Lord. Surround me, oh hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And let your presence, Jesus. Lord, let your presence.